Hey, welcome to the Jeff Gregory Podcast. I am heading home from my grandmother's. I went over there today and finished painting some things on her front porch. Uh, repainted their handrail for her. Uh, repainted the back trim on the back door. Did a few things like that. Fixed a piece of wood that broke. Just a few things need to be fixed on, you know, for her. Uh, heading home. It's a little chilly out. Uh, I wore you know, cut off shirt and shorts and literally froze to death because it's windy and there wasn't any sun where I was painting. So happy to be in my truck where it's warm and comfortable. And like I said, love these Nissan Titans, but I'm not going to get into Nissan Titans today. But just heading home, I'll be honest with you, I'm ready for the coronavirus to just disappear, go away. I'm not a huge people person anymore. Like, I, I do well being at home, you know, and being by myself and with my girls and Christy. And, you know, I'm, I'm actually pretty much in my element on that. But I am missing, you know, like my Bible class. I'm missing hanging out with my buddy Pat and his family. Um, just miss getting out, you know. I mean, <clears throat> we're, we're actually pretty busy people. Like, you know, for us being home this much... Since, you know, March 11th, you know, it's like a record for us because, you know, we're those people that are really never home. You know, we've done a lot to the house lately. I uh, built a fire pit, you know, like I said, pressure washed, you know, painted, fixed stuff, I mean, cut trees and all that good stuff. I mean, literally made our house look brand new again on the outside. But at the same time, you know, I wouldn't mind having some people over, <laughs> You know, uh, my goal is when I get back into school is to grab my mini projector so that way by the fire pit we can watch movies on the side of the house and have like bonfire or not bonfires but fire pits where we can you know cook and eat and hang out and all that good stuff. That's kind of my ultimate goal with that. I look forward to it. I mean, we're getting out a lot as far as just getting out. Uh, me and the girls we go to the Greenway every day. Uh, we go catch fish and. You know, minnows, try to catch turtles, and grab a few rocks and things like that. And, you know, we spend several hours a day doing that kind of stuff with each other. And, you know, I really enjoy it, especially, you know, with Jenna. She's kind of more, I don't know, I guess, like me when it comes to the, that kind of stuff. Like, she likes to run and play. Like, I still run with her. Like, when it's just me and her, we'll run to Greenway together and, you know, we both kind of have the same kind of running style, like our leg movements look the same. and It's kind of cool because you see your genetics in your children. And, you know, Julie, when we take care, you know, I love Julie to death, but she's lazy. You know, she wants me to bring the wagon. And then when I bring the wagon, she wants to just throw a little fat butt in the wagon and not do nothing. You know, and that's cool and all, but I'm like, baby, you're too, you're too big of a girl. You got to get up and play and run and stuff. So I want her to get up and run and play, but she just throws a fit. But we go together. We make it work. I really enjoy it. Like I said, we found a couple spots that we eat lunch at and that are in the creek. And, you know, we found a couple spots. Jenna's made her like a little pond where she's been throwing minnows as she catches this little ponded area. And it's pretty cool because it holds water pretty well. So that's kind of her little, you know, personal pond, she says. She built a little wall around it. And, you know, we enjoy that kind of stuff together. I mean, it's a lot of family time. Still working a bunch, you know, um, getting ready to wrap up the end of the year next week's going to be a busy week for us as far as teaching goes because we get to go get our things you know i get to go back into school and 
you know, get my stuff I need for the summer. And then the end of the next week, we are going to be open for kids and parents to drive up and put their stuff in the cars. That way they can have their stuff, you know, that they need, their personal items and things like that and books to take home. And I'm nervous, like, I guess because I've not really been around very many people lately. You know, we went this weekend up to Christy's mom and dad's for Mother's Day and, you know, Petey Pat's birthday. And it was fun. I mean, you know, that was, they were like the first people, even Christy said, it's kind of weird being around people because we just hadn't really been around anybody. And, and it, it's different because you kind of got to get back into the perspective of talking to folks face to face. Which I enjoy, like I, I say that I'm a hermit, but I'm really, it's more of an anxiety thing. Like I enjoy being with my family and friends, but it's getting to that point of getting there that can kind of trigger some anxiety things with me. And, you know, and I work, I work through that, especially like I enjoy when I, once I'm there and once we're doing stuff, it's that whole, you know, getting up and getting ready and that kind of thing. But, you know, I do miss going to church. Um, and like I said, I miss my Bible class because, like, I like my guys in my Bible class. It's, you know, it's kind of like a, a fraternity kind of thing because we pick at each other, but we're on the same page on a lot of stuff. And even when we're not, you know, it's more of a funny disagreement than it is, you know, negative or anything like that. And, you know, it, it works out pretty good. Like, I enjoy it. I know the guys enjoy it. I know they're still meeting, you know, now that the, I guess the ban, quote unquote, ban has been lifted. But I'm just not, like, I'm not ready to for because. I know that some of those guys work in places that, you know, they, they're around to the people that could or exposed or, you know, jobs get shut down and things like that. And that's cool and all that's, that's their jobs. I get it. You know, I'm like, I'm blessed to be in a position where I can work from home and still do things. And, you know, it, I, I will say that, you know, it's harder for me to work from home, not because I'm not disciplined or I, you know, because my girls, but I, you know, I'm, I'm a PE teacher, you know, what I'm, and I'm all the time looking for lessons, but I have a lot of stuff saved on my computer at school that I've used for years or on my home drive. That's, you know, you can use from any Metro computer, but I don't have a Metro computer. So that's the part that really makes it difficult, you know, doing my work. Um, you know, so I'm having to use like different sites and things like that, as far as, you know, navigating things for folks and families and I'm making it work. You know, I'm doing my doing the best I can. You know, my principal's on page with it. Like he said, you know, do what you can do with the with the resources you have. And so that's been kind of a blessing there because, you know, I hate to let people down. I think that's one of my biggest, you know, fears in life is, you know, is letting folks down because, you know, that's one reason why it's hard for me to say no. But I'm getting better at that one. I've been working on that one and and saying no without having to give a reason. Um. But letting folks down has just always been a difficult thing. Even if I don't want to do something, like I'll put myself in a situation where I'm like, crap, I'm going to do it anyway. That's just kind of how I'm, I'm wired. You know, and that's one thing about my job. Like, you know, I always want to be the best of the best. You know, not in like an arrogant way. You know, I'm a behind the scenes kind of guy a lot of times. Like, I just do stuff because it's what's supposed to be done. You know, whether it's my duties or, with, you know, discipline or children or things like that. You know, I just do it. You know, I mean, Somebody's got to do it, and that's that's kind of how I've always been. But, uh, like I said, next week's the closure. The 22nd's like the last official day for school. I think teachers are still going to meet on Wednesdays for like, I think a couple weeks into June, just to kind of talk and things get stuff situated. And, you know, I hope we go back to school in the fall. You know, I don't want to start, 
you know, learning 2.0 on the computer for the fall portion of the semester because that's just not what I want to do. Like, I want to interact with my students. And, you know, I know it's got to be tough for families because it's tough for me to even teach Jenna. Um, and I'm a teacher. You know, it's one of those things like, uh, I guess, sitting down and relating things to her is you would think would be easier. But since she's mine, you want to get frustrated faster because you expect her to know what you're talking about as soon as you say it, but, you know, I have to remember what's age appropriate and not, like, you know, Jenna's seven, I can't, you know, treat her like she's in middle school or high school, but at the same time, you know, I feel like I treat her like she's older, because, you know, for the most part, Jenna's a very mature child, you know, and I want her to be successful, so I think I put a lot more pressure on her whenever I'm helping her, you know, but I'm, a, I'm more understanding, too, when she does get stuff wrong or when she's getting frustrated, because, you know, there's times I'm reading my email and I just want to break that laptop or break Christy's iPad because I'm like, man, there ain't no dang way I can get this stuff done. But it is what it is. You know, like I said, I've been blessed as far as what's been going on with the coronavirus stuff. You know, we've stayed well from well and away from people. But, you know, it's getting time. You know, the weather's getting nice. I want to see folks. I want to go to the drive-in. I want to go camping. I want to spend late night hours at the men's group, you know, after, you know, we do our lessons, just hanging out, talking, you know, it's summertime and it's getting that summertime vibe and, you know, that's what I want to do. You know, I'm not really missing sports. I really don't watch much. been watching a little Michael Jordan thing, the last dance and, you know, but, you know, I'm not really a big NBA guy, you know, and baseball's hit or miss anymore for me. I mean, I grew up watching a lot of baseball, but as I've gotten older, it's, you know, fewer and far between, still follow the Mets, read the news and things like that about baseball, but, you know, college football is kind of my, my, you know, my bread and butter favorite sport, you know, I really hope that that does start, you know, being an Alabama fan, you always want a college football season, um, but other than that, I mean, that's kind of all what's really going on with us, you know, Mother's Day was great, Christy had a good time, uh, got to spend time with her mom, you know, the weather was nice, and you know, we got to take the dogs, and the girls got to walk the dogs. Funny thing, when I was in elementary school, uh, we read this story, and it was in the library, I believe. We had this big, huge bubble. It was always around Halloween, I think. We had the stubble bubble. It was made out of plastic trash bags, and it had a big fan in it. It blowed up, and uh, I can't remember our library. I remember the name was Miss Betty. Well, it was Miss Betty, and she read this story called Tailey Bones. And it's about a story, it's about a guy who lives in a cabin, and he's hungry, and this critter gets in his cabin, and he chops off his tail, you know, while he's trying to escape, and he ends up cooking the tail and eating it. Well, the critter comes back, and he's like, daily bone, daily bone, I want my daily bone. Well, the critter ends up up killing the guy at the end of the thing. Well, I read that story to Jenna, I guess, uh, when she was about three or four. She probably knew his age when I read it to her. And then we found it on uh, YouTube, just the story of the guy reading it, and he does a really good job narrating. It's like a, he, he did it like five years ago. And well, Julie and Jenna are obsessed with it. Like we've listened to it. It's like a nine and a half minute segment. We've listened to this about 30, 40 times now. And when we were at uh, Pity Pat's house or Granddad Tony's house, Christie's folks. There's this old house that sits off the road that's on the same property as Christie's folks. Doesn't have electricity or running water. It's a really old house, you know, probably 150 years old. Yeah, but people still stay in it when they come up there to hunt and stuff. And 
So when we were there, I told the girls that's where the Tallybone, you know, house is. So, you know, we would go up there a little bit, and, you know, Julia started freaking out. No, I don't want to go up there, Daddy. I'm scared. And then we'd go a little, a little closer to it, and, you know, the dogs would go with us and bark. And, you know, and the girls like, oh, Daddy, you got a, you got your gun. You got your you got a knife. So I showed them my machete, and, you know, they're all excited. And, well, Julia is, like, terrified now to do anything because of that tailbone. And it's her idea. Like, well, as soon as I get home, she's going to say, Daddy, turn on the tailbone. Turn on the tailbone. Because she wants to hear it. She wants to clutch your arm and hold you, but she wants to hear it. And it's so funny because she, like, this morning when I it was just me and the girls, Julie wouldn't get out of bed. She wouldn't go in the living room. She wouldn't go from the living room to the bathroom unless you walked with her. And the funny thing about that was, was before we got ready to leave, uh, Chrissy's mom, we call her Pity Pat, she, uh, she found an old tail that was hung up. But it wasn't a real animal, but it was something they got. I guess she hang on the back of a Harley or, or whatever, or truck. And so I told Julie that I had, shot, I had killed the tailbone. That way she, you know, kind of ended. it. But that didn't, then now she's like, now there's more tailbones, Daddy. There's three. And she'll hold up three fingers. There's five. She'll hold up five fingers. And that's pretty funny. So if you get a chance to YouTube it, look it up. Uh, if you do the YouTube, it's the one that says it's five years old. Um, and the guy kind of talks real soft-spoken. Uh, it's really good. Um, I encourage it because, like I said, I was in probably... I guess kindergarten or first grade when I heard it. So it's been around for a long, long time. I think the original version was Taily Poe. And, uh, but, you know, it's pretty cool. So that's just something kind of funny going on with me and my girls. And, you know, Christy rolls her eyes every time she hears it. She's like, you did this to them? Like, I just played it once. You know, my kids get obsessed with movies and songs and things like that when they hear it. So this is kind of funny. But this is a short podcast. Like I said, just driving home, uh, enjoying life. You know, it's one of those things, so much negativity in the world. I'm trying to make sure that I enjoy spending time with family that I can and friends. Uh, There's no reason to be, you know, negative or upset right now. Just do what you can do. Um, Talk to people that you can talk to. Shoot messages out. You know, if you got two or three buddies with the same interests, throw a group chat in there you can talk to. Like, I know me and Josh Elton and Jonathan, we... We have a wrestling group chat. You know, it's always funny wrestling stuff or funny stuff that, you know, and like our Bible class has, its, you know, I created a thread on the master thing and it's, you know, called the dysfunctional group. And it's, you know, we always rib each other and funny stuff and, you know, serious stuff at times. And, you know, it just, it's a good way to keep from feeling isolated and alone. You know, I don't really get that feeling much anyway. Like I'm pretty good not doing much. Um, and I don't like being like that, but it just, it kind of happens. You know, my girls keep me busy, you know, especially when, you know, Christy still works. She works five days a week. So it's, you know, me at home and with my girls and it's like daddy daycare, you know, Joe, well, daddy daycare today. And, you know, and they enjoy the heck out of it. I will be honest with you. Like, I think they enjoy being home with me. Like they're really good. Most of the time. You know, they get tired towards the end of the day, which I get. I do, too. I get tired of hearing them talk. You know, I think it's just a daddy thing. I'm like, look, shut up. But, you know, being a teacher, I can I can block out so much. You know, Christy can't. Like, she'll, she'll be like, how do you not hear this? How do you not hear this? I'm like, honey, I'm used to being around children screaming all day long. So it's just one of those things that, you know, I'm good with. You know, I, got, I guess I just tone it out because sometimes I just don't want to hear anybody. 
but that's just a teacher trait. I think you you get. I, I what didn't have when I first started teaching because kids used to drive me crazy because I was trying to figure out every little problem. But now that I've gotten older, I'm like, you know, you ain't bleeding, you ain't hurt, you know, nobody's hurt anybody. We're good. But that's really all I got to say. Uh, you know, short podcast. Like I said, hope everyone is doing well. Uh, the weather's still gonna be nice towards the end of the week. It's gonna be nice and warm. Get out. I feel like sunshine is some of the best things for depression if you're depressed. I know it is for me. Um, I just feel like that when I'm outside, I feel better. Time goes by smoother. Um, I'm in a better mood. And I think the Greenways really helped with that. You know, I read something that said that uh, people in China go on these meditation things, like the doctor will prescribe you so many hours in the forest or in the woods or doing something outside. And, and I agree. Like It lowers your blood pressure. I feel like my blood pressure is lower. I feel like my... Uh, energy levels higher. I just feel so much better when I'm outside. And, you know, I think a lot of people need to do that. Even if you're just sitting on the porch, you know, you ain't got to go all the way out in the yard. If you're one of those people like, Oh, Hey, great nature. You know, know, move your chair outside, sit on the porch. I've been doing that a lot of that lately. You know, we just girls play in the yard and I sit on the porch and do some work or I sit on the porch and watch them. You know, it's one of those things that just being outside will lift your spirits and make you feel better. You know, don't be like, well, I ain't got time. Well, if you got time to, post on Facebook about how bored and upset you are and every little problem you got and all that nonsense, you know, woe is me, you know, take your happy butt outside, but that's all I'm going to conclude with, uh, like I said, I like to always do a prayer because I believe that, you know, if you're not, if you're not t- having that connection with God, you're not praying, then you're going backwards because there's no in between, you're either going forward and building a spiritual relationship with God and it never stops building. Or you're going backwards and you're, you know, you're losing that relationship with God. All right. Most gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you for a blessed day. Thank you for letting me be able to work from home, spend time with my children. I thank you for a wife that works hard and is a great mother. I thank you for a house that's my own, that I love, that you know we put our heart into. I thank you for nature, uh, places like the Greenway, being able to get outside and spend time with my girls. That way they see what nature is. I thank you for allowing them to be able to be excited about it and asking me about the Greenway and going places and animals and turtles and all that good stuff. Thank you for my grandmother. I really ain't getting to see her much, but I know that uh, just getting able to get out of the house, you know, peek out the door and see me out there working on her house is, you know, lifting her moods. Uh, God, I ask you just be with the rest of our families, uh, be with our communities and our churches. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hope everyone has a good day and a good rest of the week, and I'll talk to you soon. See ya. Good morning. Welcome to the Jeff Gregory Podcast. It's been a unique year. The day's the last day of 2020. It's been a year of many circumstances, whether it's been dealing with COVID for some people and families, loss of jobs, being able to work from home. It's been a year of blessings for some, like myself. Like I've said before, this has been a year that I felt blessed. I am a converted introvert, which means I like to stay home. I used to not be that way growing up. And then when me and Christy were married, we'd go places all the time. But as I've gotten older, I enjoy being home. You know, whenever COVID first happened, 
we started staying home. And this year we really just kind of stuck that way. We don't really get out and about. We didn't go on vacation this year. We didn't do anything that we normally do. We didn't go to Gatlinburg. We didn't do any you know, major camping trips or anything like that. And we didn't see a lot of people. You know, it's, it was different. And in my opinion, for me, it was different in a good way. It allowed me to self-reflect on things that I need to sharpen up in my life making sure that I am able to spend time with my girls and I loved it. You know, when I was working, I'm working from home and it's one of those things that I enjoy a hundred percent. I love that when I'm teaching, you know, my girls are in the house with me and I get to help Jenna with her school stuff. When I'm on breaks, get to spend time with Julie. Don't have to drive to Nashville every day. You know, my routine has shifted you know, completely. Uh, it used to be, I got up at 5.15, 5 o'clock every morning. You know, I got to a quick shower and I was out the door because I always get to school super early. I'm one of those people that I like to go ahead and get my day started when I'm up. Uh, I'm a natural person to stay up late, but it's also natural for me to get up early. I kind of burn the wick at both ends, so, so to speak. And now, you know, I don't have to get up to like 7.30 start my classes at 8.30, you know, and work on school stuff. It's just been super nice, for me at least. Like, I know some folks have struggled, you know, especially people that, you know, single moms and dads, you know, having to deal with child care and things like that. But, I mean, I, this has been one of the best years of my life. And, and I feel, I'm not boasting, I'm not bragging. You know, I'm just telling you the truth. It's been one of the years that I've solely enjoyed. I mean, you know, the amount of time that I spent with my family and my girls, it's been great, you know. And I I mean, I don't wish that COVID continues, but you know, I I, I do want to I do want to stay home for a little bit longer. You know, and that that might be selfish of me talking that way, but it, it's the truth. You know, I don't want to catch COVID. I've had several family members catch COVID. I've had several friends catch COVID. You know, I haven't had any friends or family to pass away, which is a blessing. You know, I've had some family members that have really struggled with it. And it being something that, you know, I got my cousin Kim right now is really impacting her health. She's got double pneumonia and, you know, praying for her. And it's one of those things that I don't wish upon anybody. I worry more about my girls than I do myself as far as the COVID because, you know, most of you know that, that listen to my podcast, know what I wear to work. You know, I wear three masks. I wear a cloth mask. I wear a mask that is called a DL10. And then I wear just whatever favorite, favorite mask I got on above that. Plus I wear, it looks like an alien space shield. I mean, it looks like something out of like Star Troopers or something. And I don't care what people think about how I look because I don't want to bring this stuff home to my girls. You know, we've done a really good job, I think, as far as keeping Jenna and Julie isolated from folks. You know, we haven't been in person church in a long time. Uh, I still attend my Bible class on Thursdays, you know, but several guys have already had the COVID and got over there. And you know, a lot of times we meet outside around the fire, which is kind of where I want to meet. 
you know, in this situation, you know, I'll, I'll bring the wood every week. And that's what it means to be able to meet outside. It doesn't matter to me. You know, I want to make sure that I'm keeping my kids safe. You know, like Julie is one I really worry about because, you know, the poor thing already has breathing issues, it seems like. And, and then she was in the Vanderbilt ICU a few years ago, like I've talked about before. But this year has just been different. It's had its ups and downs. I'm not going to say I've had like the best, you know, perfect year, but it's been the best year I've had. You know, I've had a lot of fun times. I've had to spend time with my grandmother when no one else could because, you know, like I said, when I'm virtual teaching, I don't go anywhere. You know, if I go to Walmart to get groceries, that's it. You know, I don't go gallivanting around and hanging out and whatever, but I'm spending that time with my grandmother and, you know, bringing the girls over. And like right now, we're going to go see Nanny here in a little bit. That just means a lot to me, you know, like I enjoy that time because, you know, Manny's 87. It's not going to be 30 more years or 40 more years of getting to go hang out at Nanny's house and spending time with Nanny. So these, this time right now is, is very cherished to me, you know, like, like the last few years I've spent with my grandfather, you know, I love those years, love those years, you know, just the talks, the hanging out, um, you know, riding around with him, going up to the store, listening to him, talk to the old man up there at the store. And, you know, if those are the times that, like with him, I missed the most. You know, he was my my favorite person. And like Jared called me yesterday and was telling me some stories about my Uncle Mark uh, teaching Bible classes last week. And he used to share stories about my grandfather often. And that stuff, you know, puts a smile in my heart because, you know, Bill Gregory... He was a remarkable, remarkable man. I mean, great husband, great father, like great grandfather. You know, like I, I look, I look at him more for me as a father figure than I ever did a grandfather. You know, he was one that would, you know, come down hard on me. And I understand, like looking back, I understand, you know, because I had two paths. That's all I ever had was two paths, one to the right, one to the wrong. And he didn't want me to go down the wrong path. And so at times when I, when I thought, you know, he was being rough on me, he wasn't. He saw potential and he also saw what could happen if, I, if he didn't do that. So, But reflecting on this year, a lot's happened with our country and things like that, which I'm not going to harp on. I mean, it's one of those things that it is democracy. You know, the votes do count. Even if they are illegal, they do count or wrong, whatever. I mean, I just hope that, pray for the best for our country with, you know, Joe Biden leading. I did step down as a deacon. I wasn't going to, but, and I'm not going to elaborate because I I told the guys and uh, Pastor Bill that I wouldn't gossip, and I'm not going to, but I did step down for some lack of communication issues and some some lack of trust issues, I feel like, on, on the other end. So, on my end. But that's just part of it. That's the nature of the business. And really, what got me thinking about even stepping down was about a month and a half, maybe two months ago, we did kind of a debate. It was a debate on whether you believe that in the Trinity, which I'll go ahead and tell you, the Trinity is where you believe that God is all three parts, 
he's God, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit. Or you believe that, you know, they're all separate entities, you know, and I wrote a 13 page dissertation on this. And if you want it, I'll share it with you because it was something that I literally put off. I put 40 hours in on this because I studied every article, every verse, every passage that I could because in my mind, in my heart, I'd never believed in the Trinity. You know, we've been going to Revolution Church, which is a Baptist church for years. And the more I studied, the more it just confirmed that, you know, the Trinity is not right. You know, the Trinity was started 300 years after the death of Christ. It's one of those things that it's a man-made doctrine. There's no there's no solid scripture to back it up. You can pull and piece things together to back it up, but ultimately, you know, what it came down to was if Jesus Christ was God, then why would God send his son down to die on the cross for our sins? You know, uh, looking at it that way, if Jesus Christ was God, why didn't he raise himself from the dead? Or if Jesus Christ was God, he couldn't be tempted by the devil whenever the devil was tempting him, you know, in the gospels. So there was many, uh, verses and things I've used, but it just doesn't make sense. You know, I mean, why would Jesus have to be baptized? You know, if, if he was God and things like that, you know, he was, he was one of the, Jesus is the son of God. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, whether you believe it or not, there is no set scriptures. And the best part about it was, is I played devil's advocate on this. So for the next week after some of the guys presented their stuff, I went back and I flip-flopped my ideas and I wanted to prove myself wrong. And I wrote a three-page thesis on the Trinity. Three pages. 13 pages against the Trinity, three pages for the Trinity. And I'll share that too if anybody wants to read it. The three pages that I found that I was able to kind of piece together, like I said, piece together. I couldn't put this together as a whole because there wasn't enough evidence to back it up. And believe me, like I love debating. It's one of those things that when I was a kid, I was on the debate team at church. I won several awards. I, you know, I have a, a degree in BSing people. I feel like at times because I, I just can. But to be able to say that the Trinity is, there's nothing. There, I mean, there really wasn't. It was stuff that I was kind of making up that I was reading and just kind of putting in there. But as far as sound scripture, no, I'm sorry. There wasn't. And it wasn't that I was using one version of the Bible. Like I, like my guys in my Bible class know that I use many versions. You know, I, the NIV has been my favorite because it's one of the first Bibles that I ever, ever had that was my own. Um, it's not, in my opinion, the best Bible to read, but it is my favorite because of the way it's read uh, i feel like it's pretty easy read it's only like a ninth grade level you know uh, i did use the nlt which is the new living translation the esv english standard version the king james which is you know kind of the basis bible if you go to church of christ or anybody that's in kind of an older school doctrine type of church um and then i even went back to the geneva if you've never heard of the geneva bible it's a bible written in the 1400s it's one of the first translations of the Bible to English. Uh, I think it's either the first or the second. I can't remember if it's the first or second. But it's a Bible that is kind of hard to read um, because there's not a lot, not all the letters are there, if that makes sense. Not all the vowels and things like that. 
but I, you know, pulling stuff from that together, you know, there's just no proof that Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit are God. Now, I know they work together. Like, there's no way around that part, you know. Uh, but as far as them being the same entity, it is not. It just isn't factual. I mean, there's nothing scriptural that makes that factual. And then a couple of guys are like, well, that just makes Jesus a good story. No. That makes Jesus the Son of God. That is what that makes him. I mean, I can't imagine ever giving up Jenna or Julie to save anybody else on this planet. Can't do it. Like, I don't love anybody else enough to do that. Sorry. It just won't happen. So, for God to give up his only son shows divine love for us. And if you don't believe that, then you're looking in the wrong place. So, because if he was giving up himself, I mean, yeah, I, I would die for several people. Like, I love a lot of people in my life. And I would give my life for them. So, that, that right there would go automatically put an asterisk on saying that, Jesus Christ is God. Yeah, God could give himself up for you. I believe that. But as far as him giving up his only begotten son, that takes a lot more love than I think I've ever had for anybody. You know, I mean, it just, if you go back and read and reflect, you will understand. And then talking to Scott, you know, me and Scott have a lot of good religious talks. And He's very knowledgeable. I know he's read the Bible several times. So when we break down stuff together, like when my, that is one thing I do miss right now is in the mornings on the way to work, the early mornings, 5 o'clock, 530, he's the person I call. We talk for an hour, hour and a half every morning. And a lot of times we spend half of that, sometimes more, talking about Scripture, talking about the Word. And he is on the same page. And he opened my eyes to a lot of things because – you know, one of the things he's always told me, and then and it's always stuck with me, is you tell me who Jesus Christ is, and I'll tell you what you know about God in the Bible. And he's exactly right. So if you think that Jesus Christ is just a good story, or that Jesus Christ is God, then I don't believe you know very much about the Word. And like I said, I'm I'm not a person that reads my Bible daily. I know I'm not, and uh, I'm awful about that, and I'm... I'm used to be really good at it, really good. That was something that I did every morning. And as I've gotten the last couple of years, I just haven't. And, and I feel bad because it's almost like a burden in my mind that I'm not doing reading, reading the Bible. But at the same time, it's one of those things that I know that I've got to step back up and do it more. That's one of my resolutions. Last year, I made a resolution, and I only made one. And I promise you, you can ask my wife, I stuck to this every single time I went to the bedroom and it was to pull the clothes hangers out of the closet when I got a, a shirt or pants or whatever's hanging in the closet and I did it every single day and Christy was you know she's like that was awesome you actually made a resolution that stuck every single day and I made myself it was one thing I had to discipline myself because a lot of times you just reach and grab a uh, shirt or pants or whatever when you pull it down, you know, the clothes hangers are all just hanging up there, all crooked and sideways. Well, I kept mine out. Well, this year, I have two resolutions that I really am going to enforce myself because they're just the right thing to do. One, I want to make sure that I'm reading my Bible. I want to study the Word. You know, I have a really nice study Bible that I got a few years ago uh, when the Family Christian Bookstore was closing down. 
And that is going to be my basis. That is going to be my basis. And two, my next resolution is going to be harder because I hate talking on the phone. I'm going to reach out weekly to one different person. One different person. Whether it's a check-in, whether it's uh, just let's talk about some scripture, let's bounce some ideas about God off each other. It's going to be that because I hate talking on the phone. You know, as I've gotten older, like I said, I've converted introvert. I'd rather you text me. I'd rather you email me. I mean, that's just kind of how life is. But at the same time, that is going to be something I'm going to do weekly. So if you get a phone call from me, I know you're listening. And that will, that will kind of confirm that I'm following through on my resolutions. I don't like saying that I'll do something and not doing it. And that just drives me, eats me up, actually. Like, I can't do it. I'm one of those people that sometimes I over-volunteer for stuff. I, I put myself, kind of stretch myself thin in areas, but I still get it done. I still do it. And that's kind of what I'm going to do with this right here. I want to make sure that I'm spending time where time needs to be spent. And I want to check in on people because I believe that's the, the right thing to do, not just you know, as a church thing or whatever, I believe that it is the right thing to do for me as a Christian and me as a man. So if you get a phone call from me, you know, it'll be awesome. But moving forward, you know, I don't have much more I want to talk about today. I'm fixing to be at Christie's work to pick up my girls to go see my grandmother. But I am going to talk a little bit about empathy and sympathy. My daughter, Jenna, is my mini-me. Like, she looks just like Christy, but the little girl, she's daddy's girl. She acts like me. She's got my thought patterns. She's mine. Julie looks just like me, but she acts just like Christy. She's got Christy's thought patterns, Christy's way of thinking, and all that good stuff. Well, the way I look at it now, Jenna wrote a card yesterday for somebody. Uh, a really good friend of mine. And... He's going through some stuff. I'm not going to say who it is or elaborate, but I just told her he, he wasn't feeling well and he's in the hospital. Well, Jenna made him a card. And my poor baby's in second grade and she has dyslexia. She has trouble with her eyes. But at the same time, she's very loving and caring. Without me telling her to, without me saying anything about it, she handed me a card yesterday. And I got choked up because this little girl right here doesn't have a whole lot of sympathy or empathy for anybody. She almost poisoned her mama this year. And she was playing in the bathroom and she was mixing mouthwash with, uh, I think it was pine salt or alcohol wipes. I don't know, something. But it got on Chrissy's toothbrush and made Chrissy deathly sick. But Jenna made a card for my one of my buddies, my best friends. And I mean it brought tears to my eyes. I'm getting tears reading it. I mean Jenna can't Jenna struggles her reading. That's like one thing she struggles is her reading and her writing. But the little girl sat down in, in the backseat of the car because she was with me all day yesterday. She wrote him a card. And I'm gonna give it to him and he he needs to keep it in his truck, like pin it to his truck or something. Because I mean, like, just talking to this reading right now makes me, like, like I'm tearing up because this little girl 
and she loves him too. Like this is like one of her favorite people in the whole world. Like she gives him hell every time she talks to him. So I mean, it's just it's great. But I love it. And I'm gonna give it to him today or tomorrow whenever I see him. But like I said, when you have a little girl and you love them and your daughters and your your kids and you're and you're able to instill love and compassion. It just means the world. Um, I don't know what else to say about that. But, I mean, able to see her doing that, I'm so proud of her. But that's all I have to say. I'm going to close this out in prayer, and then I'm going to go in and get my girls because I'm at Christie's work. Uh, Most gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you for opening my eyes. I thank you for a great year for me. Uh, I thank you for my family. Uh, my girls, my wife, I thank you for the love and compassion. Thank you for the ability to learn and study. I thank you for showing me the truth when the truth needs to be shown. God, I ask you to just watch over me. Uh, be with those who are struggling. Be with those who are having the rough times this year. Uh, just forgive us when we fail you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I'll talk to you later. Have a great day. Bye.